The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers around the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday afternoon, so if you miss that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page, yeah, the image you guys are seeing is from yesterday. I don't know why it doesn't repopulate in one browser when it does in the other, even though I'm in the same location. Uh, that's where we're at. Hit the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got, and then look for the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We've got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys, and thank you for your support. Um, also, we're streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then also on beforeitsnews.com at the top of the page there, we appreciate those guys giving us a place on their platform to uh, to stream to as well. While you're at sonsoflibertymedia.com, sign up for our email newsletter. It's right up under where we're streaming live. And uh, you get that once an evening between 7 and 8 Eastern. Uh, you should see it in your email inbox. And that includes all the articles we have for the day, including the morning show archive. So anything we talk about here, the links uh, to our guests and, and stuff like that, those things are going to be in there. So if you want if you want that in your inbox, you get it every day. Uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, sign up for that. And if you want our ministry email and you want to know what the Sons of Liberty are doing each week, because we're doing something all the time, a radio, internet, and out among the people. And so uh, if you want that, go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, sign up for it on the front of the page. And finally, our store is available, but if you would like to help support us and keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of the sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and we appreciate you very much. Now, let me make just one little correction, okay? I have to correct myself here. Yesterday, we were talking about what makes grace amazing, and there was somebody, Kelly, Kelly O224, Thank you, Kelly, for correcting me, <laughs> because 
I was talking about Mary Magdalene as a prostitute. She was not a prostitute. I don't know. I misspoke about that. I just want to make sure we got the correction. She's the lady that Jesus cast the seven devils out of. And I know a lot of people have picked that up because I actually went and looked some things up uh, about that. And um, there are, it seems that one of the, one of the popes came up with that idea uh, and pushed that on people. And I don't know. It, I know it's been taught to me somewhere uh, but it wasn't my intention to make that that. So I wanted to give that correction and also to thank Kelly for speaking out on that. Thank you so much. Uh, just want to make that correction. Now, with that said, on Saturday's show, we talked, uh, you know, Kate's on with us every Saturday. And she says, you got to have this guy on, uh, Billboard Chris. And I'm like, okay, how does a guy get a name Billboard Chris? What is this about? And so I went over and uh, kind of checked out Chris as to what he was doing because we were talking about what you know my friend jerry said you need to use these kinds of words and he gave me a couple of oh i said i like that one right there because i don't want to i don't want to use this the words that they're using to push their narrative which is transgender which implies that you can actually transition from one gender to the other which you can't doesn't matter how much you mutilate the body doesn't matter how much you how much hormones you put into to them all you're doing is damaging the, the, these people you're exploiting them to push an agenda and that's what these people are doing. They think they're loving them, but they're really showing them hate because they won't tell them the truth about what's really going on. And so I went over and uh, I checked out Chris's website, which you can find at billboardchris.com. It's pretty simple, billboardchris.com. This is Chris. And um, he is um, he, he's, he's great in what he's doing. He's going out there and standing and, uh, and pointing out that there's not only, I mean, not only are these children being exploited and the even the adults in, in many ways being exploited by those who have an agenda uh but they're committing crimes against them which is something we've warned that they've they they're going after the whole sodomite agenda was that in itself it was targeting the children uh, this is going to be chris elston uh he's billboard chris he's the father of two girls from vancouver canada oh we're going to have some talk about Canada too, aren't we? Uh, who has been traveling North America in 20 or since 2020, having street conversations, generating media, and reaching millions of people about the dangers of gender ideology, um, which I call the trans delusion. Uh, specifically, the practice of giving children harmful puberty blocking drugs, cross sex hormones, and surgeries. And it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Chris Elson. Good morning, man. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. It's bright and early here in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, we were. And I'm excited to talk with you and reach all your listeners and viewers because this is a hugely important issue in the West today. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, Chris, one of the things, and just so people know, we were trying to do sound and it was my fault. I had you muted. I don't know why I muted you. Uh, you were coming through and I'm like, well, the mic's showing here. And so we were having problems. So that's why Chris is a little loud there when we came in, because I had I needed to adjust that. But okay. <laughs> um, you're you're in Canada there. So tell us just a little bit about you first. And because you say you've been doing this since 2020. So there's there's a lot of history for Chris before that. Who are you? What are you about? And then what got you into wearing these billboards to you know speak out against this stuff? All right. So I'm just a dad of two girls. They are now 11 and 13 years old. When I started my campaign, they were eight and 10. And going back to 2019, I had learned about this business of trying to change the sex of children. And this is an epidemic primarily affecting girls, adolescent girls who have come to believe that they're born in the wrong body just because they don't conform to 
stereotypes associated with their sex or really most of these kids are on the autism spectrum about half of them are on the autism spectrum or these kids have had abuse or trauma have some sort of mental health comorbidity borderline personality disorder kids who are in foster care kids who've been sexually abused it's all these kids who are struggling in society who have been basically indoctrinated by a cult and they don't question anything anymore they don't treat these children for these other comorbidities they just say that they have this gender identity that doesn't conform to their biological sex and these kids won't find true happiness unless they medically transition so we can get into the actual drugs and all that but this one issue unlike any other is apparently an issue that we're not allowed to talk about in society and i reject that outright there was a woman in england who in the summer of july 2020 had put up a simple poster at the edinburgh train station and it said the extremely controversial i love jk rowling the harry potter author it said i heart jk rowling it lasted one day and it got taken down because some people on twitter complained that it was hate speech now if you haven't been following this at all jk rowling in addition to her harry potter books has come under a ton of fire for speaking out about this issue she speaks out in favor of women's rights because we have men going into women's prisons and rape shelters and spaces and taking over their sports of course and she's also spoken out about this medical scandal and so that sign created a lot of uproar and it only lasted a day and i got tired of our freedom of speech being under attack as well we should be able to talk about this issue more than any other issue because it's affecting children's bodies for the rest of their life we're literally sterilizing and mutilating children so i followed the lead of this woman in england and i put up a huge billboard a real billboard not the kind that i wear today but a proper billboard in vancouver canada that said the same thing i love jk rowling it also lasted just one day because a vancouver politician said it was hate speech it's it hate to love red. somebody <laughs> yeah it had a big red heart on it for the world's most popular children's author so that news went viral because this vancouver politician pressured the sign company and they took it down so it also lasted just one day it got paint bombed overnight as well can can it's you name who the politician is yeah sarah kirby young okay. is her name all right just Vancouver we do City have Council. some canadian friends who do listen so I, I want them to understand who we're talking about here yeah just another one of the many communists in canada today so i leveraged all the outrage online into a quick little campaign and a week later i had another billboard up in san francisco and then following that all throughout september of 2020 los angeles portland all throughout utah i had 14 screens up in the washington dc metro in the underground there and then finished off with another billboard in times square so that was september 2020 but i'm just a normal dad whose kids and my wife my family of course like everyone these are my life these are what we live for and i don't have some platform i don't have a podcast or media connections or anything like that and no sign companies would work with me in canada anymore so i just said to myself well they can take down my billboard but they can't take one off my back so i became a human billboard and i started going outside because my whole objective is to start as many conversations about this subject as possible so i started going downtown vancouver where it's extremely busy 
just having conversations, started traveling Canada. And now I travel all across the US. All my trips that I take these days are into the US. I'll be going over to the UK in May. That's my first international trip apart from the US. Well, we'll have to hook you up with uh, Kate when you get over okay. there. Kate Shimrani. All right. Yep. She's our nurse and nutritionist, the one who actually recommended bringing you on. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, I've probably had 11, 12,000 conversations on the street. I go to a lot of university campuses. I'm now connected to all the main people who are fighting this in the US. And my goal is just keep doing what I'm doing, inspiring other people to have conversations as well. So I've linked up with groups like Moms for Liberty, who have 115,000 moms who are now fighting this. Uh, I work with the Heritage Foundation, Manhattan Institute, meeting with politicians, meeting with members of Congress even. So I'm doing okay for a uh, regular run-of-the-mill Canadian dad. Yeah. Well, listen, Chris, I want to ask you too, what is, one, are you having any men get involved with you? Or because I look, I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, and it's a it's a it's a judgment. We read it in the scripture where where God uses uh, women and children to lead. And it's a and it's not a judgment against them so much as it is a judgment against the men uh, for their failing to do what they're supposed to be doing in society. Do you have a lot of men who are coming alongside you and uh, getting involved in this as well. Yes, absolutely. Good. So I can't even keep up Good. with all my messages anymore. I've had like one or 2000 in the past week, which I guess we'll get into because I got assaulted last week that made some global news, but um, no, men come out with me all the time. Men are getting involved. Amen. It's, it's just one of those issues where this, I think this is always going to be something where mama bears sitting at home, not sitting at home. I don't mean it like that, but mama bears who maybe are stay at home moms. Uh, they just tend to get more involved with the child's education and things like that. So I think we're always going to have more women involved in this yes. issue. Yep. But man, this is the one issue that unites these moms and dads. It's always been my goal to get parents going, especially. And there's nothing more fierce than a parent, a mom or a dad, when it comes to protecting our kids. And that's what we have to do here because this is an evil cult seeking to harm our kids. Amen. That's exactly what it is. I want to kind of set a, a foundation here because our foundation is when we talk about from the U.S., we talk about the Bible and the Constitution. I believe the Bible is the foundation for all governments, not just the U.S. I mean, it gives us the principles that we have from our history and common law and things of that nature. But Deuteronomy 22, 5 says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination to the Lord thy God. And this is this is kind of the stage, this, and then when we go to, say, Genesis 1 and 2, where we read, um, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And he told them to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. You can't do that if you have, you know, two guys together or two girls. Uh, that's This is the premise of what they're trying to do. They're trying to break down the image of God and what he's created. And then in Genesis chapter 2, we see that everything was good that God that God had made, but it wasn't. He he saw in his eyes it wasn't good for Adam to be alone, and so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. 
he slept and took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. This is what we call marriage. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. You know, Chris, this whole thing here is an attack against not just the children. It's really an attack against the creator and saying, we will not have the natural order that you want for us and that you will bless us with. We want to distort it. And we don't care if children, in fact, we love using children to advance our agenda uh, in this unnatural realm. And uh, I'm glad to hear that you and others are also standing up and especially the men and getting involved and calling this out for what it is. It is, it is really an attack on our children, isn't it? A hundred percent. And this is nothing new. We have um, rulers like Mao, like Lenin in the past who knew that if you target the kids, that's how you can change the culture. So this is the same sort of thing. History repeats itself. Human psychology never changes. And what was this weird concept about gender identity floating around in academia for decades has now emerged into the mainstream. And these activists are targeting our kids from preschool on up, trying to teach them that they can change their sex. This whole drag queen story hour is well-funded and it's really the initiation into gender ideology or the initiation or introduction into queer theory for kids. Because, of course, their minds are very malleable and they're easily influenced. So it takes parents and men and women to speak up and put a stop to this because we are losing our culture before our very eyes. And we cannot let this happen because this is the most evil thing that has happened to kids, perhaps in the history of the world. Honestly, I've gone back in time, but at the very bare minimum, this is the biggest medical scandal of the last few hundred years, for sure. I mean, I've gone back in time. I've, I've said, what is crazier than trying to change the sex of a child? Of course, all sorts of cultures have done terrible things. The Romans used to turn kids into eunuchs. Well, this is doing that, but it's doing a lot more than just that. Yeah. So it's totally insane. Well, it's it's the debauchery of the culture. Now, I want to get to something here. And, you know, you were talking about what's being promoted there in Canada. And I'm sure you've got these men who are delusional and think they're women and they can dress up and do that. I mean, here in the States, we've got this guy, uh, this Fred Flintstone looking dude right. who, who tries to portray himself as a as a woman. And I got to tell you, when when I see that, when I saw the hearings for this guy, I'm just I'm surprised because I, I can tell you what I would be in there first. I would laugh him out of the room and say, I'm, I can't even I can't even be serious about considering you. It's obviously you're not in the right. You're not in your right mind to come in here dressed like this and trying to deceive us into thinking you're a woman. I mean, it just doesn't compute. Nobody does that. Nobody responds like that. So we've got that going on. But then what about what you said? Because you were mentioning people who are experienced trauma or really, you know, pray for this, those in foster homes. And I knew about that. I, I knew about that kind of stuff. But you also said kids that have autism and we know autism has been linked right back to, despite what the Mockingbird media says, to shots. And I'm kind of curious if you have information on that, that you could expound a little bit, because 
Now we know for the past three years, they've been pushing this mRNA shot that's supposed to be altering DNA and doing all kinds of other bad things that we've seen. Uh, can you speak to that just a little bit? Sure. So, yeah, it's still a mystery. We don't know why all these kids have autism these days. This wasn't really around at all when I was growing up. But today we have this huge upsurge in kids with autism, and these children don't tend to feel like they fit in already with some of their peers because they don't match the traditional stereotypes associated with their sex a lot of the time. And now this ideology is teaching these kids that just because they're a little different, that they must have been born in the wrong body. What an abusive thing to tell a child. Right there, you're telling a child that they're born wrong. That's psychological abuse on its own. Then they're telling these kids that unless they medically transition with puberty-blocking drugs that have never been approved, obviously, for this purpose, the opposite sex is hormones, and even get surgeries as kids, that they're not going to find true happiness and that they'll kill themselves. That's what these kids are told. Um, speaking of autism and any relation to shots, I can't really speak to that. I've read some of the studies when that claim was first made, which seemed to debunk it. And I don't know where it's coming from, but... The fact of the matter is that about half of these kids now who are transitioning are on the spectrum. We know from the Tavistock, which is the biggest gender clinic in the world, in England, out of a sample of more than 1,000 kids, 35% had moderate to severe autism. If you include the mild cases, this goes about 50%. And children's hospitals like Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago or Seattle Children's Hospital, you can go to their websites. It says right on there at their gender clinic, section of their site that they have partnerships with the local autistic societies. These autistic societies are basically a pipeline providing kids to their gender clinics. And it says right on the website, they don't understand the connection between autism and gender, but it's not stopping them from sterilizing these kids. So this whole thing is just totally mental. It's evil. We are sterilizing and mutilating children, and the left want to call this love and inclusion. Everything's upside down. Yeah, it absolutely is. Now, when, when you're going out, let me ask you this. You, you talked about using regular billboards, and then you obviously wear some as well. How are you greeted on social media? Do you even have a social media presence at all, or have they shut you down, or do they continue to let you be on certain platforms? Oh, yeah. Um, I do all my campaigning on Twitter, really. It's at Billboard Chris. Uh, I'm up to about 221,000 followers now. I think to this morning I gained over 100,000 just in the last week. But uh, that's where the that's the town hall for all these discussions. That's where it all goes down. So if people want to follow me, that's where I do it. Also Instagram, at Billboard Chris. But when I go outside, because we do have to take this off social media, we have to get out of our echo chambers. When I go outside, I just wear these signs and I look ridiculous, I'm sure. But I have a sign normally on my front. The sign that I wear says children cannot consent to puberty blockers. So it's just a very basic statement. It's not too inflammatory. Of course, that doesn't prevent these raging far leftists from losing their minds. And I've got my definition of a dad, which is a human male who protects his kids from gender ideology. Amen, amen. <laughs> That's and great. I've got a couple others when other people come out with me. Children are never born in the wrong body. Gender ideology does not belong in schools. But my main message is really about this medical abuse. So I just go wherever it's busy. 
and I don't have a loudspeaker. I don't approach people. I don't do anything. I'm calm and as can be, and I just wait for people to come up to me. And it doesn't take long. And they'll say, what are puberty blockers or whatever? And I just have a conversation. And I record these conversations now. I started wearing a body cam about five or six months into this campaign because I get assaulted all the time. So I need that to protect myself. But also, if I have a good conversation, I'll post it online. If it's a nice conversation with a friendly person, I'll get their approval first because people do get fired from their jobs now for believing in biological reality. Incredible. But uh, I think tweeting out these conversations, it teaches other people how to have these conversations. It's helping to educate them and it reaches millions of people. So I'm really on a campaign of education. People say I'm a protester. I'm not really out there protesting. The signs are just a means to trigger conversations. I have had some protests and I've had all sorts of crazy things happen to me. I've probably been assaulted 25 to 30 times at this point. I've had my arm broken by Antifa. I got jumped by Antifa in Montreal. But, uh, hey, man, I'm just out there spreading the word. I feel like a missionary for uh, uh, as a guy trying to counter this religion of gender. Yeah. And it is, it is a religion. That, uh, this is something I said earlier in the week. Uh, here in, in, um, in, in the United States, you know, our Constitution says that the government can't establish a religion and yet they have right under our noses and it's coming through the public education center uh, the public indoctrination centers we call public schools you guys are no different uh, because you have something similar going on there and that's what they're pushing now recently they came out and they and it sounds to me like they're targeting people like you they're targeting well they're not obviously not targeting me but the ideology is is being targeted that i would hold which would be what you're holding there this came out of canada i want to get your thoughts on what uh, this lady announced here. Check this out. Firstly, it enables the attorney general to create a 2S LGBTQI plus community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. Now, now Chris, one of the things is they, they like to use this term hate, but is it loving to tell children all those things that you were talking about before? Is it loving to tell children they need to cut up their bodies? Is it loving to shoot these, these hormones in their bodies that can actually cause a lot of serious damage, even death uh, in some cases? Is that loving or is it loving to tell them the truth about what's really going on? What do you make out of this? Because this is, there's no doubt that this is a direct target on people like yourself. Yeah. So we all know the answer to your question. No, it's not loving. It's actually the exact opposite. I hope they pass that law. I truly hope they pass it because good luck trying to arrest me for walking within a hundred yards of the drag queen story hour with a sign that says children cannot consent to puberty blockers. How, how are they going to justify that arrest? Now they'll probably do it anyway. And I welcome them to because that news will just go global as well. They can't do anything about me because none of my messages are hate. And I'm just out there having conversations. So are they going to ban conversations? They probably will try to arrest me because they're not very smart. But of course, they'll have no luck prosecuting this. I don't think it'll end up passing as a law. It also violates some of our fundamental 
laws anyway. We have this thing called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada, similar to your First Amendment. So technically, this law would be violating the Charter. It would need a court challenge. And I'm happy to be the test subject for that. But look, we're giving kids a chemical castration drug that's been given to pedophiles in the past to chemically castrate them. That's what this drug is. This drug was a drug that was approved for prostate cancer in men. It was approved to treat endometriosis and uterine fibroids in women because it takes testosterone down to zero and estrogen down to zero. These are the hormones that trigger puberty in children. This is what triggers their secondary sex characteristics to develop. So girls' breasts won't grow while she's on this drug. Her hips don't get wider. They're losing bone density. Boys' penises don't grow. Then they give these kids the opposite sexes hormones. So you get girls growing beards. Testosterone in girls causes vaginal and uterine atrophy. These girls have to get a hysterectomy after four or five years. So now you're taking out the womb of girls. They're taking out their ovaries as well. You're sending a teenage girl into menopause and calling this love. Early onset dementia, early onset osteoporosis. There's a hundred different side effects just associated with menopause. Never mind giving them these dosages of testosterone, which have no business being in their body. And I always tell people, whether you believe in God or evolution or both, this makes no sense because if you believe in God, you're saying that God made us wrong. That's what this ideology teaches. If you believe in evolution, you're saying that somehow a billion years of the process of natural selection has failed. And for the first time in human history, during this little five-year window, we need a pharmaceutical company <laughs> yes. to help our kids be who they really are. Yeah, that's brilliant. Please that's make a brilliant, this make sense. Brilliant argument, yeah. Yeah. So the, the whole thing is nuts. And what, what is at the basis of this ideology? What is a transgender child? Nobody can answer. Nope, they can't. What does it mean for a girl to be a boy? I've asked this question thousands of times to people from all walks of life. No one can answer. The gender specialists can't answer because there is no answer. If a girl wants to climb trees and play in the dirt and throw around a football and wants to have short hair, guess what, Tim? She's still a girl. She's a beautiful girl. That's right. That's right. That's right. But this ideology teaches, oh, she must be trans. What? We got away from these stereotypes. Well, we used to use the term, Chris, like uh, tomboy. We would just tomboy. We'd use tomboy, but we recognized they were a girl. Nobody went out and said, you're an actual boy. Uh, You might have been treated like one of the guys if you were going to play football or baseball or something like this with us. But we all knew you were a girl. We were not confused as kids about you know, who you were and what you were. That just that just didn't enter, enter little boys' minds at all. That's right. And I give some public talks now. Half the women were tomboys growing up. It, guess what? It's more fun, honestly. Climbing trees play, or playing with dresses. A lot of girls are going to want to climb trees and play sports with the boys. Like, it means nothing. We have these experts, the gender experts, the very top Gender health experts in the world at Boston Children's Hospital, for example. This is the top-ranked hospital in the country. And they released all these videos a, a little over a year ago that nobody saw. But then I stumbled upon these. And I tweeted out this first video, which was about how they do gender-affirming hysterectomies. And this went viral, and I thought I'd better record this video because they're probably going to delete it because they're looking terrible. And sure enough, later that night, Boston Children's Hospital deleted their own video. So I have my recording of it. 
I simultaneously then recorded about 40 other videos that their gender clinic produced. They deleted them all. And we have these doctors saying it is things like a little girl trying to pee standing up, a little boy who doesn't want to get a haircut, or playing with the opposite gender toys. Toys. These are a sign your child is transgender and can be treated. That's a direct quote as well. These people are insane. Yeah, they're sick. They're the ones who actually need to be treated. Okay, so let's and and look, we've we've got them here. I, I showed you Rachel Van. She's or he's mm -hmm. over there at the HHS. And then we had I, what you were talking about about defining, uh, you know, the gender, a man and a woman. We had a Supreme Court justice. She's sitting there now, and they asked her, "Can you define a woman?" Oh, you know, and you get all this kind of stuff. And then I saw um, somebody questioning yeah. a college student about it, and the college goes, "Well, you know, it's it's kind of how I feel about." It. And he goes, "That's not a definition of what a woman is." And it's you're exactly right. When you just ask the simplest of questions, it's like. Uh, you get the porky pig thing going on where they can't seem to to <laughs> grasp. They've just been kind of hive mind conditioned to think a certain way, but they've never been challenged on it. And I think challenging these people on it is part of breaking down the stronghold that's there and that's been put there in their mind. So I think that's a great thing. So when you go out and you speak about, say, puberty blockers, you mentioned some of those things there. What is what is the law there? in Canada that you're you're appealing to uh, when you're saying it's not okay for these ch these minors to consent to taking puberty blockers? Well, there are no laws about this. Okay. Th this drug has never been approved for this purpose at all. This is a cancer drug. It's being used off-label. But I'm saying, isn't thing. it against the law for children to be, or minors to be taking those things without parental consent? No, really, it's not. It's, no, it's the same in the U.S. in a lot of states. It depends wow. on the state. But in my in my province of British Columbia, we have a law called the Infants Act, which applies to all children. And it states right in there that parental approval is not needed for any medical procedure, provided the doctor thinks it's necessary and the doctor thinks the child can understand. So we have a dad here in BC. His name's Robert Hoogland, and at 13 years of age, he was powerless to stop his own daughter from receiving puberty blockers and testosterone. The endocrinologist at the BC Children's Hospital, a man named Brendan Hirsch, actually sent this father a letter saying he could be a friend and advisor to his daughter, but he couldn't have any say in this medical decision. Incredible. So his daughter's about to get sterilized because that's what these drugs and hormones together are doing. And he couldn't stop it. So he spoke out against it. He spoke with anyone that would listen to him, really, which was mostly American conservative outlets. And a judge gave him a gag order to stop speaking out. He violated the gag order, and the judge threw him in jail for six months. Incredible. Incredible. I did. Yeah. Now, go a little further here, just for people who don't understand. You talked about some of these puberty blockers, you know, stopping the girls' hips from growing, the breasts from growing, mm -hmm. the, the boys' um, sex organs from growing, and things of this mm -hmm. nature. There's also some real health dangers, not just development issues. There's some real health dangers to this, too, aren't there? Well, yes. We're playing God with children's bodies, mm -hmm. so naturally there are going to be health issues. And it's never just the puberty-blocking drugs. So the idea behind these puberty blockers is it stops a child's body from developing 
so that they don't look more like their actual sex because apparently it would be too traumatic for a girl who thinks she's a boy on the inside it would be traumatic for her to look more like a girl for her to develop same thing for boys it would be too traumatic if their jaw line got stronger and their shoulders got broader and they grew hair so this is keeping them neutral the next step is the opposite sexes hormones so that they appear like the opposite sex these two go hand in hand they almost never just do the puberty blockers now these propagandists will tell you that puberty blockers are fully reversible and they just buy time for a child to explore their gender identity without the trauma of looking like their sex this is all a lie this is just a sales pitch 98% of children who start on puberty blockers go on to the cross-sex hormones. We know this statistically from several different gender clinics. We also know, historically, if you just left these kids alone and let them grow up, this condition called gender dysphoria, which is this intense loathing of their biological sex, that more than 80% of the time, according to all of our academic studies, kids just grew out of it. Yep. Now, when I talk about gender dysphoria, I'm talking about real so-called gender dysphoria. I, I would prefer the word sex dysphoria because I just don't like the word gender at all. We should really get rid of it because it's confused everybody. But these are kids going back in time before we have this craze going on in society like we have today. These are kids who had an intense loathing of their biological sex. And... When they went through puberty, if you look at the most recent study, it followed 139 boys from when they were four or five years old all the way into their 20s. 87.8% of them, they just grew out of it. The cure for their gender dysphoria was puberty itself. Now we block the cure. And then we give them the opposite sex hormones, which make them even more unhappy. Now, if you talk to these kids, they're caught up in a cult and you say, are you happy? Sure. They're going to say that they're happy. Go ask a Scientologist who's who's cleaning the floor for 100 hours a week, working like a slave for David Miscavige, their cult leader. Go ask them if, them if they're happy. They're going to tell you they're happy too. But I talk to these kids. They come up to me all the time on the street. I go to university campuses, and these kids or young adults who are transitioning come up to me all the time. They're not happy. I can see it. They're how, miserable. They're how, angry. Yeah, how do, how do they interact with you, Chris, when they come up to you on the university campus and stuff? Are, are they happy to talk to you, though, about what's going on and to, like, just open up to you? Or, or are they a little shy? Or are they a little feeling like you're going to attack them? Or how does that interaction go for the most part? Uh, they're usually extremely emotional and angry, and they don't want to have a conversation. They just will swear at me or try to stop me from talking to other people. They'll just chant their mantras. The one thing this ideology can't handle is a conversation. So they do anything they can to cancel it. That's why I've been assaulted so many times. It's it's pretty rare to get one of these trans activists or trans identifying people to have a rational conversation. But I do have them, and I have some tricks to help calm people down. Not a trick, really, but if someone comes at me with hostility, the number one thing I'll do is just say something that they agree with. Like, we shouldn't be putting our children in some stereotypical box. If a girl's more masculine, if she's a tomboy, if a boy's more effeminate, well, so what? They're still beautiful girls and boys. And this is something that everybody, no matter where they come at on this, will agree with. I'll say there's no right way to be a girl or a boy. They can't help but agree with that. 
but they have this blind spot. They don't see that they're pushing stereotypes to such a degree that they're now saying that we should be transitioning kids, medically transitioning kids, cutting off body parts. They just don't get it. So what I do when I say things that they agree with is I'm causing this moment of cognitive dissonance where they now have two competing ideas going on in their brain and they got to make sense of them because they thought I was some bigot against gender nonconformity. But now I've just said something very rational that they can't help but agree with. So when you want to get someone out of a cult, you can never just tell them information. You can't just feed them the truth and expect them to accept it. You've got to get them questioning. They have to come to this on their own. So that's the one thing I try to do with them. And I just stay calm and sometimes I'll have great conversations with them. And a lot of the time they don't even know a lot of this stuff that I'm telling them themselves because they went to a gender clinic, they had one appointment and they were given these puberty blockers. They have no idea a lot of the side effects and stuff that they're signing up for. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm glad that some of them are at least willing in, I guess, in some time to actually have a conversation. I understand they're, they're, I think they're angry. They just don't, they don't grasp exactly what the anger is supposed to be about. And I think in many cases, what they're being, they're, they, they know they're being lied to, but they don't know they're being lied to. They don't know where to put their finger on it because they've been raised up this way. It's not like coming at somebody like you and trying to persuade you to, you know, quote unquote, change your gender, which you can't do. But I see it. I see the spiritual overtones of this too, Chris. And I think it starts, you know, we, we talk, we've been talking about this for years, you know, Canada. So whatever happens in Canada sort of bleeds its way down into the U S we saw that with the boy scout stuff uh, and them allowing the sodomites to be in over there. And then the, the increase of those, you know, molestations of, of children are there. Then we saw it down here too. And we're seeing this here, but the Bible, I think, leads us into why this is. Um, and I think it's because, and I'm going to lay this on the on the heads of the parents and those adults who are who are leading these kids astray. You know, Jesus said, if you cause one of those little ones to stumble, it's better for you to tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself in the sea than to cause one of the little ones to stumble. And we're seeing adults doing this on a daily basis with no repercussion. But Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, and he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and salvation for everyone to believe that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. So even if people don't have the scriptures, they know there's a creator. There's enough in the creation to, to manifest that, that there's a creator that they're accountable to. Uh, for God has shown it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that we're, they are without excuse. And uh, it talks about them being unthankful. They wouldn't glorify God as God. Uh, verse 22, they professed themselves to be wise, but became fools. Boy, are we seeing that today, uh, especially on this topic here, uh, that, that men actually think they can turn into women or women into men. And then they begin in idolatry, uh, you know, serving images and things of this nature. And then it says this, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And I think this is really where it starts. They change the truth of God into a lie. I mean, God tells us he made male and female. 
they worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. And he talks about men being with men, women being with women. And I think that's that's sort of the catalyst. We saw in the 80s this change from seeing those who engaged in these kind of practices as mentally ill. Uh, God talks about giving them to a reprobate mind to now they've marketed themselves as gay. And so it doesn't it doesn't seem as bad. It seems like, well, they're just like everybody else. They just happen to like the same gender. And then from there, it progresses into people want to be dogs. Uh, people you know, want to be the opposite sex. They want to be all these other kinds of things. I was telling my son, I ran across <clears throat> an article years ago. There was a guy paying tens of thousands of dollars in the UK to make himself look like an elf, like the, the Lord of the Rings kind. He had had you know, part of his rib cage removed. He had done something with his eyes. He had made his ears point. I mean, it's there is something that is a reprobate in their mind. Their their mind is not functioning the way the Creator intended for it to function. And uh, you know, God tells us ultimately it's it's in the heart that's driving this. But it doesn't help if you've got a if you've got a wicked heart, and then you got people telling you, yeah, go on with your wickedness, or you know, keep pushing that ahead, keep pushing that lie in this case of, of changing your gender, that doesn't help anything either. Yeah, so pushing wickedness. This is what we call in today's society queer theory. So this is another this is another term that's come out of academia, which is full of crazy people. Honestly, they sit and they stew in their minds for too long, I think, and come up with all sorts of radical ideas. But Queer used to be a slur, of course. Now it's seen as a term of affection by the left. And what queer theory seeks to do is take everything that's abnormal and perverse and normalize it. So trying to change the sex of children. This is all part of queer theory. This is gender ideology. This is the teachings that your gender is just a feeling inside. So if you don't feel like a girl, whatever that means, then you're not a girl. You might not be a boy either. You could be both. You could be neither. But part of this push to push everything wicked is the also attempt to normalize pedophilia, where many academics and leftists will now tell you that there's nothing wrong with pedophilia because it's just a sexual orientation. It's only wrong if you act on it. That's what these people are pushing. There's a sexologist out of Toronto named James Cantor who says the P for pedophilia needs to be included with the LGBT because to do otherwise is to betray the principles that gave gay men their rights. And a lot of these people don't even call it pedophilia anymore because they know there's a stigma surrounded it, surrounding that term, as there should be, but they'll call them minor attracted persons. Or this university professor in Victoria yep. just a week or two ago, I tweeted out a video of her. She'd written a biography about this man who raped over a thousand kids, but she doesn't call it rape. She calls it intergenerational sex. Goodness. So anything that these people can say to normalize the perverse, they're going to do it. And it's going to be up to moms and dads, especially to push back against this agenda because we are losing our culture before our very eyes and we're letting these sick, perverted people win. And we can't let them because what legacy are we going to leave for our kids? Are we going to leave a world where we don't know what a woman is anymore and where they're constantly trying to reduce the age 
consent for sex. No, I'm not going to live in that world. There's all sorts of things going wrong. But we have to wake up because this isn't the society we grew up in. It's changed very quickly. And if we don't act, it's going to be too late. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this too. This is uh, this is part of the the communist goals to take down America. I know is mm -hmm. to normalize this kind. Of, you use that term a minute ago. That's exactly what this is trying to do. And you're exactly right. They're using they find out what works with people and they market the crimes. And that's what these are. They are crimes against our children. Uh, they market the crimes as though they have some kind of virtue. That that again, these people are just like us. And on one level, they are. They're, they're, they're made in the image of God. But the, but the mm -hmm. problem is, is they're rebelling against the one who made them, who set the, the natural law. I mean, I believe that you, you can see, we read it in Romans chapter one, you can see God's natural law and you can see the natural consequences from violating his law. We can see that. We can see how that works. But they just say, oh, I see the consequences and I'm going to keep doing it anyway. I mean, it's and there has to be men and women who will stand in the gap, especially for our children. If we won't stand for our posterity and for their liberty and for, uh, you know, to them to remain a free people. You're exactly right. We're not going to leave them a world in which they don't know what a man or a woman is. We're going to leave them in a world of being enslaved to anything and everything. That's what we're going to leave them to. That's right. And communism is a big part of this whole push from the left included in this. If you watch these trans activists in their online videos, they frequently are flying flags with the hammer and sickle on it or whatever. And I said it earlier in this podcast, human psychology never changes. This push for equity sounds lovely to the unsuspecting mind because it's a world where everyone's treated as equals, right? Well, what is equity? Equity is pulling down the high performers to bring them equal with everybody. It's communism. And everywhere that this has been tried throughout society, countries have been destroyed. And we would be naive to think that our countries are immune to this trend. Communism has been rebranded as equity, and it's now being pushed in all our elementary schools. And they're indoctrinating an entire generation of kids. And the left knows that if anyone speaks out against any of this business going on, all they have to do is cry about how virtuous they are, about how evil we are for speaking the truth, make us out to be demons, make us out to be these awful, hateful characters. And they know that when they act like that, it shuts people up. They know that most people are silenced by that. Because to do what I do, for example, you end up with hit pieces getting written about you every week. I was just featured in the media here in Vancouver this last weekend. And it's just total hit beast telling all sorts of lies about me, trying to spin it. And that silences a lot of people. So we're going to need some people who are happy to play the role of villain for a while, even if that's how we're presented in the media. That's right. Even though the opposite is true. And if that's a role I have to play with these left-wing media for years, I'll do it. Because guess what? I'm a 47-year-old man. I'm not a little kid. That's right. I'm not trying to build my career or something. I don't care what they say about me because I know who I am. And my wife and kids know who I am. Amen. And that's really all that matters. Amen. That's exactly right. That's it. Here's what they do. They pull your hair, they slap your face, and then they go, I'm the victim. That's what they do. That's mm -hmm. This is the playbook for everybody who wants to undermine Western culture, who comes into the country, whether they're illegals, whether they're in the, the trans delusional, you know, 
agenda, whether they're in the sodomite agenda, whether they're in the communist agenda, whatever the case may be, they all do that. They come and slap your face, pull your hair, and then cry victim. That is the playbook that they work by. And I, I'm glad to hear that you say, I'm old enough, this doesn't bother me. This might have bothered me when I was like five, right? I might have been insecure <laughs> or something, but this doesn't bother me here. Uh, I'm going to speak the truth because I know what the truth is. And there are lives at stake. Literally, there are lives at stake. And uh, I got to tell you, Chris, um, I think probably for many people listening to you, you're you're a hero for them and an example uh, for them of what they should be doing. Now, <clears throat> every you know, God has different calls on different people's lives and what they do. And not everybody's going to not everybody can do what you do. But I think it's an example and an encouragement for, for people who are listening to say, look, you don't just need to speak up in the chat. You don't just need to post something on, on uh, social media. You need to get out there and be among the people and get to know the people and talk with them and, you know, infuse this, the correct ideology. And I would say even the gospel and what the scriptures say about this, because that is the foundation of Western culture is the scriptures. I mean, it just is. And uh, if we can do that, I love what Ron Paul said. I've said, I say it on the air all the time. Uh, years ago, he said, no one can unhear what you tell them. The problem is we have a problem getting out there and telling them. We got about a minute and a half here. I want to give you the final word of exhortation uh, to the people. And if you would, in doing that, would you tell people where they can find out more about you, your website? Sure. So I just want to say one quick thing about People, we have social media today, and I think we're we think we're being effective because we get a thousand likes on a tweet or something, or we're reaching a hundred or two hundred people on Facebook. You're just talking to the same people over and over. We've got to get out into the real world, just like the disciples did. That's how human interaction is meant to happen: face to face, talking person to person. But my message is really simple: there is no such thing as a transgender child. They're called girls and boys, Amen. and they're beautiful just as they are. No drugs or scalpels needed. Amen. Amen. And uh, people can find your website here, Billboard Chris yes. at BillboardChris.com, BillboardChris.com. And uh, you can check out uh, what he's involved in, uh, what he stands for there. I think you got a couple other links up here at the top where you're informing people about uh, puberty blockers and gender identity. And uh, Chris, man, I appreciate you so much. I, I know you're an encouragement to the people who are in the chat. I can at least see that. And I'm sure there's some people on the radio who are saying, amen to go, Chris, uh, do your thing. And I almost I, we're out of time. And maybe I can let people know as far as whether there was any um, justice that was brought as far as the people who attacked you. Maybe we'll talk about that off air. Uh, but if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Hang on for me. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsLibertyMedia.com and Lord willing, we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See ya. <laughs>